Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Sandy and Mandy Show. I'm Mandy. I'm Sandy, and today's tea time nine. Ooh. <laughs> Can y'all believe that? It's been nine whole freaking months with tea time. Yes, of us answering y'all's little questions every month. Yes, your little sweet, very insightful questions that we really do like answering. It's really fun reading all the questions. It's fun and it's honestly really helpful because it makes us think like, have we been in these positions before and how can we resolve this? Yes, it really makes us look inward and then we get to answer and share our perspective with y'all. So thanks for asking us questions. All right, we're ready to get into these questions. (laughs) All right, so the first one is... How do I ask my BFF to clean up after herself in a nice way? She moved in with me and it's been rough. Ooh, so I've been in this position before. I can say that. First of all, your space is pretty much your boundaries unspokenly. And to have to say that to somebody who's staying in your own space can be difficult to navigate because you don't want to make them feel any type of way. But it's still important for you to feel like yourself in your own home. Overall, your comfort does matter. And maybe these are things that your friend hasn't noticed because everyone's definition of any word is basically different, like of cleansliness, of respect, of, you know, just housing people in general. So I think just having an honest conversation to start off and see where that can lead you could never hurt and hopefully like y'all can just allow each other the space to have that conversation and I know that you will find the right words to be able to say what you need to say without it sounding patronizing or without it sounding like a burden what would you say? So I think roommate situations can just be like what Sandy said, tough to navigate. And especially when you're in your early 20s and especially when you're living with your really close friends, because it's different like being friends with somebody and then being friends with somebody and then living with them. Because I've definitely been through some some hefty roommate situations before. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) But I think just opening up the space and having open and honest conversations and just really emphasizing how the uncleanliness like makes you feel and how you just want to feel good in your home. Like, I think that's the least you can ask for. And honestly, like, From my experience too, sometimes y'all can have those conversations and behaviors might not still change. And I think at that point, try to not take it personally because I think everybody just lives in their own way. A lot of the time, it's just usually not compatible, honestly, unless people are really putting in the work to make sure that like the space is considerate of everybody else. But I think in general... Try to have open conversations with them. Let them know how you feel. They are your BFF. So I'm hoping that y'all at least can have those types of conversations with each other. And if things change, like amazing. If things don't change, then I would honestly just rethink living with them, to be honest, just because, you know, we're growing up, like you probably want your own space or you probably might just want a roommate with somebody else that's more compatible. I wish you luck. No, that was great. And it's just a different dynamic living with somebody completely because then you get to see every single side of them. And sometimes that's just 
too integrated for most relationships. So if somebody isn't changing over something like this, I think it's best to just separate for the sake of the friendship. Exactly. Because I don't think friends necessarily always have to live together. If anything, I think everybody should just be living on their own and then we meet up whenever we want to meet up. Yeah, plus your home is just the place that you deserve to relax in, you know, and you can't control anyone except yourself. So it's just unexpected what could happen. Right. And I think integrated was the right word for that too, because living together, it does build a different dynamic and you're just really close. Like now you're just really close to somebody because y'all are like within the same proximity pretty much all the time. And so whatever they have going on, it's also in the shared space. So like that may be messiness, that may be whatever is not what you want in your space at times. And so I really do hope that your friend like is receptive to you and that y'all can work through this because I think it is cute whenever things do work out and roommates can live together like peacefully. I personally just never experienced it. So that's why I'm answering from this type of perspective. But I do hope things work out. Yeah, because what you really want every day is to protect your peace. And since I've been in this situation, it's just like, I remember that taking so much of my mental space because I'm like, you know, I have to pick up after somebody and I wish it was just cleaner. And so I I don't think that's worth it in the relationship to like have somebody else taking up that space in your mind every day when you can just feel at home and at peace in your own space. So that's just my personal boundaries though. Yeah, I think protect your peace over anything because that's just what you deserve. You deserve to at least have peace. You deserve to at least relax in your home and not have to live in an environment that you don't want to live in. Good luck with the conversation you may have or just the outcome of the situation. And thank you for asking. Yes, thank you for sharing and wishing you all the luck. So our next question says, going on dates with somebody who doesn't want slash isn't ready to be in a relationship. So I'm sure they're asking, what should I do? Or how do I navigate this? Okay, so the tone that I'm getting from this question is that you're going on dates with somebody who doesn't want slash isn't ready to be in a relationship. And it kind of sounds like you may want those things if I'm receiving that correctly. And so if you do want to be in a relationship and the person that you're seeing doesn't want to be in a relationship, then I think just off bat, like right there, I don't really know if that's I don't think that's compatible to be very honest I think if you just keep proceeding with the relationship when y'all want different things it just doesn't sound like it's gonna set you up for success you know if you want to be a relationship and they don't want a relationship there's nothing wrong with what both of y'all want but in general it doesn't really sound like it's gonna mesh well Because I don't want you going into this too thinking, oh, maybe they'll change their mind because they've already communicated at the beginning that they don't want to be a relationship and they aren't ready. Either you're okay with that, you're okay with not being in a relationship with them, then that's that. But if you do want that, then I don't really see a point in continuing with that because it's just going to give you, you know, heartache because y'all just want different things. Yeah, that's literally perfect because I think with just expecting to have more through the dates or after the dates is where it can get confusing and messy because 
then you're deeper into the feelings where this other energy is just more free and more focused on themselves. So I think the focus also needs to be on yourself in order to make it feel both independent and free. Maybe this person needs their independence, you know, and like not somebody to seek anything out of them. But I also think like, why don't you just keep your options open? And if you can handle going on dates with other people or getting intimate with other people, that can also be something that you gravitate towards. But that also just takes a lot of energy sometimes. So maybe they just maneuver differently. They don't want to be in a relationship. They want to focus on themselves. I've been on both ends of that. So I think it just really comes down to communication and being honest with yourself, them being honest with you. Yeah, I think if you want to be in a relationship, definitely just talk to somebody else that wants to be in a relationship, honestly, <laughs> because that's just where the compatibility is already, you know, it's, it's setting you up for more success if y'all can agree on that. But if y'all don't and like y'all are still doing stuff together, it's just, uh, it's just going to be messy. Like imagine you showing up fully and then the other person is just you know focus on themselves whereas you would want somebody in this case it sounds like would also show up for you too right so that just sounds like more of the ballpark that we're going in rather than somebody who's unavailable per se emotionally yes exactly because you deserve to get what you want and so definitely just make space for what you want by getting you know just getting rid of things that don't fit what you want don't force the key (laughs) don't force the key into the lock bro find something that already fits (laughs) period (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for asking and we wish you all the luck within the situation so the next question comes from somebody who asked ever been so lonely that the first person who shows you interest makes you feel so special and then you stuck in a toxic relationship but you don't want to leave because it's the only person who is there first i gotta say that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) i I have (laughs) me too i think the question was just like have you ever been in the situation and yes But I'm I'm, I'm thinking maybe you're asking, like, some advice. (laughs) True. Right. What I have to say to that is, uh, it's definitely a relatable situation. And honestly, I know that they might be the only person that's there right now. But the motto that I go by (laughs) is, I'd rather be alone than deal with bullshit then deal with toxic shit, honestly. Because you're not gonna be alone forever, number one. Like, you're gonna build community. You're gonna make friends if you want that. Just set the intention out there and, you know, be patient as well. But I don't think keeping somebody near you who is toxic to you will help at all. Just the dynamic of only having one person in your life and they're also just toxic and they're draining you, that doesn't sound any better than being alone. And so, yeah, I think we got to make an exit plan, babe. Mm, Good way to put it. Yeah, in this situation, 
I know what's gotten me out of my previous ex-relationships was definitely friendship. Thank God for my wonderful friends that were my safety net back then to just get my mind off of my ex and be able to bring me in the present moment. Another thing here that should be of value is just self-respect, self-worth, and self-discipline. So it's kind of like getting yourself out of the situation and then the thoughts are going to be there and they might be there for months, even years, you know, but at the same time, when you remove yourself, all that's left is really like the healing part of it and the heartache part of it. And what I've noticed throughout my life is that even if I'm thinking about someone every single day, things change. And there comes a point where you're not going to be thinking about that person every day anymore because you're just moving on. Yeah, you're just doing new shit and just taking yourself to be present rather than just being in the past. So that's how I've gotten out of toxic relationships even when I think this person's the one and I give them my heart and everything. Right. I like that you said self-discipline and you said self-love, right? I didn't say that one, but basically you could say that one. That's what I gathered, Mm -hmm. but I know it's not going to be easy, of course, because toxic relationships, karmic cycles, you know, easier said than done to leave. But I will say that you really just have to put yourself first. The longer you keep yourself in this cycle with somebody, it's just honestly going to get harder and harder to leave. I really think it's always the easiest to leave at the beginning because you haven't built that type of like trauma bond with them. And like, why are you laughing? (laughs) Because that's such a you thing to just say. I mean, us thing. But we're just like, (laughs) we're just like, just go. I've only been in toxic, abusive relationships. Mm. And so from my experiences with that, like if I would have left at the first red flag, it would have saved me a lot of healing, honestly. And I've gotten out of a lot of situations like after those relationships pretty quickly because I Mm -hmm. saw the red flags Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad, like I'm so grateful I got the fuck out because I didn't have to deal with God knows what I would have had to deal with or heal from with those people. And so I will say it is easier to leave like now rather than later, but also go at your own pace as well because, you know, I think everybody's different and I think... (laughs) Sandy and I are just always the ones to just fucking leave. <laughs> We're fucking out of here. Between me right or get left. <laughs> get right or get left. Like, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also think if you're not ready and if it's just really hard right now, I think maybe just pulling back your energy and reprioritizing your time. You know, if you see this person all the time, maybe start not seeing them as much. And also just try to cultivate different relationships, like friendships around you. And I think honestly, with toxic relationships, when you can find or whenever you have those friendships slash find friendships and people are there to support you and give you real like support, validation, I think that will also help you leave that person as well. No, yeah, that's great. Okay, so here's the thing about getting away from somebody who is toxic for you. And sometimes you may not even know that an energy is toxic for you until you get away from them. And I don't know if I've used this analogy before, but basically when you're in an abusive or toxic relationship, it's like a fish in water. Fishes don't know that they're wet. So like you're swimming in toxicity and you don't know it till you're out of the water. So with space away from even your friends, to be honest, and obviously toxic people, 
you get to really see things for what they are because you're in your own energy and you don't have anybody to distract you. And in my alone time, I reflect a lot, you know? So another thing I want to say about this is put up more boundaries. I think that's the reason why the disrespect is even happening or any of the types of behaviors being shown are happening because there's a lack of boundaries. I've also realized just in my younger relationships, it's inevitable that I'm going to be triggered and I'm going to unfortunately trigger somebody else too. And that in itself is just a karmic relationship because we're all growing and we all just have different experiences. So some people are kind of just meant to be in our lives for us to learn lessons. You can walk away from this relationship still just learning so much about who you are. So I don't want you to forget that throughout everything that you've been feeling as well. Yes, I like that you said putting up more boundaries because yes, I think one of the underlying reasons of toxic relationships is just enmeshment. There's no boundaries anymore. Like y'all are just always together. And I think once you put up your boundaries, once you're alone and once you have time away from this person to really think and reflect and honestly, write a lot of shit down. Because I didn't realize that I was in like a toxic abusive relationship because I wasn't writing stuff down or like after after fights and stuff like you just kind of forget about it and you just keep pushing pushing to the back of your head because you just want to be good. And then next thing you know, once you write it all down, you're like, damn. They did a lot of shit within the, the past few months. And so once you write some shit down, I think that'll also help you just reflect and see like, damn, I don't deserve to be in this. Damn, like I don't want to deal with any of this like anymore. Time away and reprioritizing your time and putting yourself first. I think everything will work itself out like from there. You just really have to want it, you know, because I know mm-hmm. feelings and emotions can feel very, very heavy and intense like trust from our Scorpio asses like <laughs> Damn, call we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we definitely know like how hard it can be and how intense it can feel especially when it's toxic because whenever it's toxic there's just so many fluctuations of emotions and that type of fluctuation can feel addicting and so that's why people stay in toxic situations but you just deserve more and I think you know, not everybody wants to be alone, but I think if that's the only other option than to be with this person, I think you should take the being alone option because you're not going to be alone forever. And there's so much you can learn in your time of being alone as well. Yeah, it's time for you to fill your own cup up. So basically, I also think within a relationship, you should recognize any patterns. And basically, if it's getting worse, then I feel like that is your cue to speak up or just slowly distance yourself. And I know things can get worse and then get better and then get worse again and then get better. But honestly, do you want to have that instability in your relationship or can things just somehow be more simple and compatible? Exactly. And and I don't know like the obviously the details of the toxic relationship because if y'all are young and y'all are just being toxic just because like that's all you know or if they're not wanting to grow and they're not wanting to change get the fuck out honestly because at that point you just deserve somebody who's willing to change you know if they're not willing to change and nothing is changing the actions are already telling enough of what you should do yes dude we should all be 
heading towards growth. So that's how you can know like what direction it's going in. You know, if you get through a conflict, I would consider that growth if it doesn't repeat itself because growth for everybody also has a different definition. So for me, I'm just trying to think of like evolution. Yeah, I think with this toxic relationship, we don't know the details, but I think if they're not being honest with themselves, they're not holding themselves accountable, they're not willing to grow or willing to change with you, then I think you deserve better. And I think being alone is a better option than being with something that is sucking your life force. Period. We answered the questions to the best of our ability. I hope y'all love Tea Time 9. Shout out to our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to Baby Beluga, Olive Ugly, Nia, and Germ. Okay, we'll see y'all in our next episode. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love y'all.